Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro, and welcome to our final episode of 2022 from Explore the Space podcast. It's the end of the year. There's only one guest we're going to have, and that is Dr. Kimberly Manning. Dr. Manning is a professor of medicine, and this is the fourth year in a row she has joined us to close out the year. We focused on transitions that we experienced in 2022, and it was just an absolute blast to have her back on. She's one of the great voices in our profession. She's a brilliant writer, and having a chance to reflect on this tumultuous year that we've all just been through and get ready for 2023 is just such a special experience. I think you're going to absolutely love it. It's been a huge year on Explore the Space podcast, so definitely check out the entire archive. It's all evergreen stuff, and it's absolutely packed. www.explorethespaceshow.com. The whole archive of Med Lasso is there as well. That's our show that I do with my friend Syed Tabatabai, where we talk about Ted Lasso episodes and themes and topics. We even did a spinoff episode on The Bear. Just absolutely packed. A total blast. Get in there and have a listen. You can find Explore the Space podcast wherever you like to download your podcast. Please do share with your friends and your colleagues as well. That support really helps us out. And leave us that five-star rating and review also. You can find me on social media, Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show. And you can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. If you'd like to take a look at our wonderful merchandise store, www.explorethespaceshow.com forward slash merch. Definitely check that out. There's some great stuff in there as well. 2022 has been a noteworthy year for a wide variety of reasons. I think all of us have a chance now to reflect a little bit and gear up for what is to come. Nobody better to do that with than Dr. Kimberly Manning. So let's get to it. Enjoy. Kimberly, welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. If you're here, we know the year is almost over. Welcome. That's right. That's right. At the end of the year. I'm so like honored that I've gotten to do this a few times. Yeah, this is our fourth Dr. Kimberly Manning closing out the year episode. This is actually a really, really cool tradition. Like around October, you know, the, the, the like holiday transitions begin as like Halloween ends, Thanksgiving yeah. approaches. One of them is I need to get in touch with Kimberly to get on yes. her schedule. Yes. <laughs> That's well, definitely well, a tradition. Uh, fortunately, as one of my, um, my, my text therapists, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are normally in touch with me. So I appreciate that. We get to <laughs> totally. do this too. And same goes, same goes. I have been thinking on a word. I So look, I don't script my episodes. I don't script our conversations. Last night as I was kind of getting ready for bed, I was like, what do I want to talk with Kimberly about? Where do we start? It's been an interesting year yeah. um, for a variety of reasons. The word that popped into my head last night, and I slept on it, and it was there when I woke up, okay. was the word transitions. Mm-hmm. And I have not preloaded you with this. You have not. It, you, ever, you ever preloaded me with anything, ever. y'all. Everybody know. should know this. As, as Syed Tabatabai, my, my co-host in Medlasso, always says, I always have at least one 100-proof Shapiro question per episode. <laughs> <laughs> it comes uh, from the place of the following. Because okay. I was thinking about it this morning as I was like, okay, I, I really want to have something fun for us to kick around for the next 25 minutes. Okay. We had a midterm election, which is always a transitional period in you know a four-year presidential term. And it was a monumental one. You live in Georgia. Mm-hmm. We transitioned into, let's call it a different phase of the pandemic, acknowledging that it's not over, um, acknowledging that we're now in this extraordinary, in, in, in the literal sense, 
triple demic, I think is the word that's now surfacing mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the press between COVID and influenza and RSV. We also had a, an amazing transition for me, which was really meaningful, is because of this COVID transition allowing us to travel and congregate mm-hmm. more than yeah. we had, we yeah. we experienced a, a tremendous amount of these friendship formations that had been happening on social media that transitioned into real life. You and I are a perfect example. We actually met. Yes, IRL. We've (laughs) known each other for the better part of five years. Yeah. And we finally met in person at the Women in Medicine Summit. And it was it was amazing for two reasons to me. One, it was just great to actually meet you and see you, but also to kind of realize that we've been friends all along. And it was like, okay, cool. Let's just pick up where we kind of left exactly whatever we were last doing. So transitions is where I am. As you hear me kind of, you know, put to put to words what I've been thinking about. How does it land on you? Um, I love that, by the way. And I do love that we had a chance to meet in person. Yeah. Um, you know, I, actually, that word means something a little different to me in the context of this past year. Okay. Probably the most pivotal thing that happened to me in the past year is that my father joined the ancestors um, in June. And um, for those who missed that, my father died. And, um, you know, I I realize how incredibly different it is um, to not be able to pick up the phone and call my dad and tell him something. But at the same time, I talk to my father so much that most conversations that I want to have with my dad, I can probably say his part of the conversation. Like I know what he would say. And uh, so it's it, yeah, it is a big transition having um, one of my parents not here in 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 three dimensions, you know, where I could actually talk to them right now. But I, I'm I always center a lot on gratitude, and I'm so so grateful that the the singular burden that my father left um, to me was to miss him. That's it. I have like not one other burden when it comes to him. There's not something I wish he told me. There's not something I wish he gave me. There's not a way I wish he supported me. There's not a, you know, a, a place where I wish he encouraged me. There is not. There's not a part of my childhood that he was absent from. And I recognize that, you know, that is a blessing. So now I've transitioned from having a, 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 a real life every day, talk to you on the phone um, relationship with my father um, to to having to tap into that in my heart. And that's a big transition. But when I was well, well equipped for, I feel, I feel I'm, I'm really okay. It's good to hear that you're okay. And I know that these are things that you have in some fashion shared through your, you know, your amazing work on social media. And one of the interesting touch points of our tradition now of each year is four of the six years that I've been a dad, we've had these conversations and there's always something that I, tease out of this as a parent of something that's aspirational yeah. and look when it's my time i want my son to be able to reflect and say exactly what you just said that you know what i miss my dad but otherwise i'm good Ugh, yeah, I, here I we mean, go. i'm already starting to no, cry no but it's but it's isn't that like isn't that Ugh. amazing isn't yeah. that just an amazing thing to have to, to have your kids have i mean i was just like gosh let me try to think no nope, he taught me how to drive a stick shift <laughs> right. no nope, he he drove me to college from california to alabama <laughs> right. he set me up in my in my dorm he yeah. you know like he walked me down the aisle I, I, there's not anything that he had a great relationship with my kids he kept yeah. them for eight summers he was with my husband as a good friend i'm, I'm like dang i just 
And that that is that that in itself, I just that none of that is lost on me. So mm-hmm. that that was like my big transition, but it did create an even greater urgency in me just to think about um, what it is that we get to leave. Um, and mm. all we get to leave people is a legacy. And legacy looks a lot of ways. You know, obviously there's the legacy that you will leave to your son and people in your community, but legacy looks a lot of ways. And, you know, none of this stuff, we can't take any of this stuff with us. You know, yeah. we just can't. So even when if I like write something and I know it's going to go to a broad audience, I try to think a little bit about what is the significance of this? What might this mean? Um, who might this touch? And not to the point that I make myself crazy, right? Because I mean, we have to have some levity and spontaneity mm-hmm. in life, but just realizing what it means um, to have some influence in some way and how everything is fine until it's not, and you could be here. And then in the blink of an eye, you can be in a position where you're not here. Yeah. It's so interesting that you chose that word legacy specifically, because it's a word that I think about all the time. And I have actively tried to use it uh, primarily on social media when I'm texting with people who are doing big things, um, whether I'm a participant or they ask for my advice or I ask for their input. And the, the way I like to frame it is this is legacy stuff. And I like putting that word out there. I like for all of us to be thinking about exactly that, that when you do hashtag healthcare workers versus hunger, right? Angela and Tatiana, that's legacy stuff. People will remember them for that. They'll remember that effort and whatever that turns into, which is going to be great over time. These are the sorts of things that, that do last. And I try to, with intention, put that word out there so I think about it. But also, I think it's it's a neglected thing, especially in our profession. We're so kind of, I don't like to speak in generalizations. It's easy to get caught up in what am I chasing right now mm-hmm. um, and, and the pressures that are surrounding me. And that's not a criticism, mm-hmm. but it's important for us to also reflect on how do I want to be remembered? And well, can, what- I, can I probe you and get you reflecting? Sure. Okay. So... Um... So as we think about this year um, and we think about legacy, I'm yep. going to say outside of family, because yep. I know that like time over time, you know, with your child is always, you're, you're always putting in work there with, with him, <laughs> him, him and your amazing partner. But if you were to think about perhaps what was one of your favorite moments um, from a legacy building perspective in this past year, personally or professionally, what would that be, Mark? Going to the White House. Oh, tell me more. Talk about yeah. it. So uh, Alistair Martin, who mm-hmm. uh, he and I connected several years ago on social media to talk about the uh, Vote ER project that he started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't stay in touch, and he actually delegated the episode to to one of his colleagues, and she crushed it. This was prior to the 2020 president general election. Out of nowhere in October, mm-hmm. I got an email from Alistair, which I'd never gotten before. Say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm doing this these roundtables on um, health equity at the White mm-hmm. House. Mm-hmm. I had seen them on social media, and I, I'll yeah. be totally transparent. I thought, wow, that would be pretty cool to be a part of. I'm seeing people who I know and people who I've become friends with and yeah. admire. You saw uh, Ray there. I think you, Ray Bignall was there, right? He was there with me. Yeah. Yeah, he was in my cohort. Uh, so Alistair was a White House fellow in the office of the vice president, uh, wow. and I have tremendous admiration for our vice president, right? She's from, I'm, I'm her constituent. She was a Senator from California. Um, 
So Vice President Harris, I'm a huge fan of hers. And I know Alistair's doing this. So I get this email and it says, I'm doing this roundtable. We're going to do a roundtable on Saturday at the White House. It will be closed for official business, but we'll be able to go through the whole White House. Uh, I walked down the hall and I said to my wife, I think I just got invited to the White House and I have to be there in 48 hours. And she said, I think you're going to the White House. So I, I called him and I said, Alistair, it's Mark. Is this for real? He said, yeah. What do you say? I said, I'll, I'm going to book my flight right now. Uh, oh, you know, I love it. it was incredible. And, you know, we got to I got to meet extraordinary people. There were six of us. I got to meet Ray, who, oh, my gosh. I mean, for those of you who have gotten the opportunity to spend a lot of time with Ray Bignall, mm-hmm. you're you're fortunate. That guy's a comet. He is mm. absolutely fabulous. Um, we've stayed in touch. I, boys, he's already doing so many wonderful things. He just brings such a wonderful presence to whatever room he's in. Um, yeah. shout, out fil- to Ma- shout out shout out, to Meharry. There he is. <laughs> I don't want to filibuster this whole thing, but the, the biggest no, takeaway that I got from actually being at the White House, because it's this place that I've always revered, uh, you know, civic engagement has always been very important to me. We were standing in the colonnade between uh, the uh, West Wing and the Oval Office and the residents. Mm-hmm. And so the Rose Garden is to one side. You can see out. Uh, you can hear the city, uh-huh. and then you're just standing against this white wall. And the wall is so clean. It's so perfect. It's so meticulously maintained. And the light was such that the building was glowing. Wow. And it's an amazing dynamic when you're in this, the most powerful property on the planet. It's yeah. the White House. The Oval Office is 50 feet away. And it feels warm and welcoming. You can hear mm. the city around you. You're not at a remove. Like, we're supposed to be here. We're included here. I'm with this group of six other people from around the United States to talk about something important. And we're supposed to be here. And this place is welcoming us. Oh, I get chills talking about it now. It was really, really special. And then when I came home, the first thing my son said, just because I got to bring it back. Uh Next time you go to the White House, can I come with you? Heck yeah. That means there has to be a next time. I got to figure out another trip to the White House. So that was for me. No question about it. How about for you? Same question back to you. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So I, I had this experience um that started in january of 2022 it was like when omicron hit and everybody was like scrambling and trying to get tested and it was just mayhem right (laughs) right so um i was at this drive-through um place and when i'm sharing the the person is okay with me sharing it um but i was at this drive-through like uh vaccination and testing um thing here in atlanta um called viral solutions um and as it was cars everywhere, people are anxious. They're trying to get out of town They're trying to get their kids back in school. Everybody is just all on edge. And um, there are these folks working in the parking lot uh, and they're trying to tell which car where to go and people aren't being nice to each other and all that. But there was this one young man who was in that parking lot. And when I tell you, he was a boss. I mean, he was pointing at people you over here, you come right here, run to a car, swabbing somebody, running somewhere else, giving somebody a, um, a vaccine. It was it was really amazing to watch. And I was like, if this dude was my resident at Grady right now, I would have nothing to worry about this guy. Yeah. Who is this guy? He was yeah. a young black, a young black man. I mean, I was like, who is this guy? So as, as, as luck turns out, he he comes to our car to um, test my boys. And, um, I, you know, as we're getting ready to leave, I say, who are you? Like, who, who are you? Like, what, what do you do? So you didn't know him in advance? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I, okay. I didn't know him from anybody. I just okay. knew him from, I, I was waiting for so long that I was just watching him. Got it, got it. 
And I said, wow, you know, I'm just so impressed with how you are keeping order here and you're keeping people calm. And, you know, I see you, you're vaccinating children, you're getting consents. You are just, I just want to affirm you and just tell you this is really an amazing thing to see. What's your name? He tells me his name. And I said, well, what do you do? Um, and he was like, oh, you know, I work here. I'm a student. I said, where are you a student? He's a student at a, um, one of our um, state commuter colleges here. Definitely not something that's like, you know, traditionally sexy on paper or anything like that. But I was like, wow, what do you do? What are you studying? He's like, oh, you know, I'm a biology major. I'll probably maybe do some, I don't know, like something like nursing or which is great and awesome. Um, or like, you know, I think thought I thought about PA school. I thought about being a, um, a nurse assistant or something like that. And I was like, oh, wow, you could come work at Grady as a doctor, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> And um, he was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't really have the, the grades to be a, a doctor, but, you know, you know, and it, that was just kind of like an idea that was way, way, way away from him. So impulsively, I say, listen, I'm going to give you my phone number and um, you reach out to me. I would like to get to know you. I, I want to hear more about you. But what, from watching you here, um, I, I am just astonished at how somebody so young is handling this as, as it is. So. As the story goes, he texted me like as soon as he got off work and I set up a Zoom meeting with him and I began meeting with him over Zoom once a month. Um, and then kind of, you know, I, the first meeting that we had, it became very clear to me that he didn't know any doctors. Like not only did he tell me he didn't know any doctors, but he was saying some things that sounded odd. And I finally was like, where are you getting the, this stuff you're saying from? He had Googled, how do you become a doctor? In 2022, a young person had to Google, how do you become a doctor? Because he didn't know any doctors. And now, you know, you like to believe that the whole like, you know, you can't be what you can't see thing is like something of a, of a prior generation. But this is 2022. I said, well, you do know a doctor now. And um, turns out his GPA really was not as bad as he thought. He had a really great upward trajectory, was like really doing well. So you know, I kind of coached him and he decided to take the MCAT, got his MCAT score back. He, you know, immediately is like, oh, I wish it had been higher. I don't think I could do this, you know. And I was like, no, no, this is your time. Maybe I should wait. I'm like, I don't think you should. So on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I got a text message from him that he got into two medical schools, accepted. One of which is my alma mater, by the way. Shout out to Meharry. Um, but I wrote a letter for him for his um, I call I did a mock interview with him, all of this. And I met him like by chance in this parking lot. And my thing is this. I'm like, man, you know, a lot of people listening to this, they got somebody in their immediate family, in their community that is a doctor. But it's important for us to know that there are there's a lot of work to do. There are people who would make great doctors who are Googling and looking at YouTube videos to figure out how do you become a doctor? And this young man is going to become a doctor. And, I, and he worked hard to get where he is. He did. This is because of his effort. This is not because of anything I did. I didn't make any calls to anybody or anything. But what I did do is edit his, help him edit his, um, his personal statement. I did coach him on what he need, how he needs to present himself for the interview, I, I did a lot of the things that some people get through just osmosis from being in privilege all the time. Like, 
yeah, you know what to say on your essay because you got four or five doctors in your family, you know? So that was, and it ha- and that I got that message at a time when I was so tired. I was like, you know what, all this stuff we doing, why are we doing all this stuff? Nothing's gonna get better. And then something like that happens. So I, it was just, it was like the best, best thing. And even better was when I met him, I called my dad and told him about it. Cause this is the kind of thing my dad would do. He would meet, he would like always collect. We always said he collected mentees. My dad was like, oh, he's going to medical school. And when he does call me and tell me about it. So, you know, I'm sure that when I got that call, you know, my dad in, in some way got the message too. So. Have you thought about how that phenomenal story connects to your legacy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I mean, I thought about it because. Because you'll be in his family lore for time immemorial now, right? Dr. Manning is going to ring out as he talks about his adventures. I'm trying to hood him. I'm trying to hood him. As I said. (laughs) And I'm I'm dead serious. I'm trying to believe it. I'm trying to hood him at his graduation and don't let him go. Don't let him go to Meharry. Now, don't let him go to my <laughs> oh, school. It's going to be on and popping. But oh my god! But but I but I think the the uh, one piece of my legacy as a storyteller, yeah, is is reminding us of what we can do. It's like a lot of stuff we can do, but it's a lot of stuff that we can do just one person at a time. So that's you, the key, yeah. right? It has to be one at a time. The, the, we're not in rooms very often, right? And look, you do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of public speaking. It's not, I am more impactful when I'm texting with someone that I haven't met in real life versus in front of an audience. And that's not to put down the experience of being in front of an audience. It's not. But there's a different rhythm, tempo, everything than when I'm texting with someone who I met through social media who has a question for me. And now we're having some really productive back and forth and we're reflecting it out. And we're thinking about next. That is far more impactful. Yeah. And like you said, right, you kind of search for mentees, you collect them. Yeah. When you said that, I'm like, I think I do the same thing, not in like a, uh, wow, look at me, there's now 49 of them. Right. Right. I want that because I derive a sense of satisfaction from it as well. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a bi-directional experience. Oh, Um, it's definitely, it's definitely. And I, and I and I admit that, you know, I I sort of listen to my spirit and my inner voice about what I need to be doing, what I can't, because I can't divide myself into so many slices that there's nothing left. Right. 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 But 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 sometimes I, I will be in a situation where I will just know I know I need to be like I, I need to do a little bit more in this situation. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, and 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 the truth is for this this individual. This is not the first time something like this has happened to me. It's not. It's not the first time that, you know, some little thing was like tickling me on the side of my neck, feeling like I needed to do a little bit more in this situation yep. and put my and put myself in the line of this person's path more than, than than it had been. But there are also times, you know, that I have learned to to protect my energy and my space, you know. So, no, I, I, I cannot. Every person who contacts me and says, Will you mentor me? Hey, can we meet? Um, I've also practiced the language of how to protect my wellness and to, and to say no. And I do pause for like, I give myself a good like 30 seconds to think about what somebody is asking me and, and do I need to be doing this? You know, do I need to be doing this? Am I the person who could be doing this? Do I have the time? Is the timing right? Um, 
you know, and there was just something about him that I like I could see, like, yes, he's going to be a doctor. He's going to be a doctor. And, you know, right, because you've been doing this for a while. You've coached and mentored however many people at this point. So you it's not like a you know, a pie in the sky thing. Like you, you, you see it, right. You're, you're a, you're an elite scout for, you know, for lack of a bit, if we're thinking about like scouting an athlete, right. The first person I'm reading a Bo Jackson biography, right. Now. So you <laughs> you read the first scouts who saw Bo play football and baseball. And they're like, this is different. This, this, he's got it. Uh, yeah. There's also that sense of what you were saying in, in terms of reaching out to this, this person, you didn't need to do that, uh, but you, there's that sort of instinct to do it when the, yeah. the the buttons just all flicked into the right position and you see everything sort of aligned like I need to reach out. And there's another philosophy that I carry that goes along with that. And when I say this, there's people who I, you know, am friends with who are going to say, oh, my gosh, totally. We take big swings in this life. Yeah. And there are times where you got to take a swing. He could have very easily said, ma'am, I'm busy. I got to go over here. And there's no interaction. He yeah. was open to it, too. But you took that swing. Yeah. And I would imagine that you do that a lot, whether it's in terms of I want to try to interact with this person. I want to try and chase this opportunity. I want to try to do this activity. I want to set this you know, goal, a project as a goal. We take big swings and it's important to take those swings uh, because this is what can happen. Yeah. And, and it's and, and perhaps, you know, maybe this wasn't about him at all. Maybe this was about me. Maybe and that's this fine. Was- yeah, right. No, and what I mean by that is not in the selfish sense of him, you know, succeeding, but more maybe I needed to to be reminded of what I can do. Mm. Maybe I needed to be reminded of that. That's a humbling um, thing to hear from you, to hear yeah, you no. say you need to be reminded of what <laughs> Yes, Man. yes, because because it's exhausting sometimes, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's exhausting. But sometimes you need to be reminded of what you can do. Um, as a good steward of your influence, like what might happen if, you know, m- maybe all the things that you've been working on was just for this moment. Like maybe you writing all the time was so that you can help somebody write a better personal statement. Maybe you, you know, building all these connections, like all of these different things. Um, so, I mean, I just, I, I, I just find myself now thinking a lot more and especially in the context of, you know, of my father's transition um just thinking about what what am i what what am i supposed to be doing and um how can i do things um with a zeal that that doesn't sap me dry Mm -hmm. as you Um, think about that and as we think about right we're going to move into 2023 and beyond and a lot of the things that for me that we talked about is this idea of transitions oftentimes transitions are a prelude to something right none of these things feel done Uh, And there's obviously a lot more to come on multiple fronts. So as you're thinking about what do you want to do, there's a book that you shared with me this year, Atomic Habits, that Mm -hmm. was fantastic. And I changed the way I think about the way I pursue things because of that recommendation. What are you leveraging habits towards building towards? What are you trying to build towards? Have you reshaped, if you still like the word goals or not, that's a commonly used term. What sort of things are you pursuing? What, What interests you? You're a professor. Some of the things that you've talked about in previous (laughs) trips, you've done. You're there. What things are you now thinking about pursuing what feels meaningful? So I'm I'm kind of like working on some self-improvement things right now. Um, You know, last year I was very focused on my physical health. And that was when I picked up the book Atomic Habits, actually, and started this habit of like 
laying my clothes out and habit stacking. So I get out of the bed, I put on my workout clothes. I can't have coffee until I'm in my workout clothes. I'll do one coffee. So I, I will have on workout clothes and it greatly increased the chance of me working out in the mornings. And, you know, a lot of my fitness goals um, in terms of my strength and even my, my weight uh, goals after a fluffy pandemic, um, <laughs> um, I met those. But I realized one of the areas that I need to work on is my executive functioning. You know, I'm a creative. I'm just like all over the place. I'll have all kinds of ideas. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this. I love people. I love doing things and everything. But one of the things I've never really been very good at is um, knowing how to let people um, support me from an administrative standpoint so that I can um, be as effective as I could be. So one of my big goals, um, a big step for me this year, some people probably going to be like, what? what? <laughs> at 52 years old, I finally let somebody share my calendar with me. Uh, um, an awesome administrative professional. This was a huge step for me. I have always managed my own calendar. And, and the more, um, the older that I've gotten and the more things that I have going on, um, I, the, 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 frankly, the less good I've been at it. It's just been like somebody throwing like a 10th ball for me to juggle. And um, I forget things or I'll get emails that start with, oh, you know, looping back. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I will tell you, it has given me like such angst for somebody yeah. to be in my calendar with me because they, I mean, this is not just my professional calendar. They can see my personal calendar and my professional calendar. And but that it has to be that way because I do a lot of stuff personally, too, in my community with the community organizations. And so far, so good. I mean, you know, it is not perfect, but I, I do. I do think that um, for some of the things that I want to do next um, in my life, I have got to um, you know, function better in that way. So um, and my mentor, um, Dr. Jada Bussey Jones, um, just watching her and how well she manages her time and and. And what a great job she does at her executive functioning. I, th that is my aspiration to improve my executive functioning um, this year. The the this is the third time that the word <laughs> choice you've used has allowed me to sort of focus and understand better what I'm pursuing. And I would I, I'm not trying to be unoriginal. I think I'm in the exact same place. You know, recent events have helped me understand that my deployment of energy and my um, levels of stress, anxiety. Are, are too high that my focus is fragmented um, in too many different directions. I know that I still am capable of much and I want to do much, but I'd need to do it in a very different way and just redeploy my skills, but also acknowledge I am still a full-time clinical physician. Uh, I have other huge responsibilities. So the things that feel aspirational right now probably need to kind of get back in the traces a little bit. And uh, that's fine, right? That I've already accomplished more than I dreamed that I might kind of in this space of being a podcast host and a public speaker and things of that nature. And I'm proud of all of it. I want to reshape it so that it can last for you know 25 years. I'm 46 years old. I want to do this for a while. I want to see if my son has any interest in it and let him decide, you know, be able to mentor him properly. And then when I have those opportunities to see someone in the world that maybe we can form that kind of mentor mentee connection in a meaningful way. I want to be able to do those things. Um, so I think sharpening that and I think probably going back to atomic habits and rereading it from that lens, as opposed mm -hmm. to reading it from the lens of let's just be super kinetic and gung ho and, you know, yeah. just go, go. 
I think a reread of it is probably appropriate. Mm -hmm. um, but also conversations like this, right? There's this very grounding stuff. We're all sort of in that same phase of our career. We're very fortunate that we have been able to accomplish a lot. Yeah. And I think it's good to be able to be transparent that in that space of having accomplished a lot, I feel like I have more room for improvement now than I have in a long time. I feel like oh, there's yeah. a lot of things that like, boy, I'm I'm a different person and I have a lot of places where I can do things. I don't like to use better or worse because I don't know. I, I don't want to put a judgment on it, but I, a lot of places where I can do things differently. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think um, one of the other things, uh, too, as I think about um, my atomic habits, and these are things that I've already done, but I want to even do with more zeal. Because, again, as I think about my father and what he, he left left me, um, I I want to make sure that every person who I care about, that they know it, they know mm -hmm. they, they, that they know it yep. like and right now, I'm, I, you know, every now and then I'll be sitting there thinking to myself, like, who who is it that I that I care about and that I'm thinking of, of that I haven't told in a while um, and even making that language even more explicit to people. You know, this this morning I um, was thinking about I was listening to um, uh, Adam Rodman's um, podcast, Bedside Rounds, and um, it was an old episode and Gurpreet Dhaliwal was on there. And I was thinking, I have not talked to my friend Gurpreet in a minute. I wonder how my friend Gurpreet is doing. Let's and, both and text I, Gurpreet when we're done. Let's well, I already, I already beat you. I texted him already. <laughs> okay. I texted him already. But right, I, right. but, I'll but text him when we're done. Yes. The point being that I want to, I don't want there to be, um, anybody who 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 I who I'm caring about who thinks I'm so busy that I'm I'm not able to you know hold a piece of them in my heart um this is one of the last things I'll share with you um um my my second year medical student advisees right now are on their like dedicated time period to study for step one which means they're not I'm not meeting them for small group every week and I normally see them twice a week for small group and um you know I I, I, you know, I'm with them so much that I care about them a lot and I'll, you know, I, I'll text them, but then I started, I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send them video messages, um, once a week, um, and just tell them things that I normally would have told them, um, if I was in small group with them. And so like, you know, and I'll be all these different places. I'll be like, Oh, I'm walking my dog right now, but I want to tell you all about this. Oh, I want to, I want to talk to you all about your wellness. I want to talk to you all about how you're um, scheduling your time. Oh, I want to talk to you about. Um, and I always think to myself, like, gosh, you know, my father was totally well until he had that stroke in April. It was very sudden, the change in his health. And I'm like, you know, you never know what could happen. But I always want people who, who are important to me in whatever slice of my life they are important to me to know it, to feel it, so that if I'm not here, they'll be like, you know what? I really miss Kimberly, but man, I know how she felt about me. I know that. That's where we're all going to do work in the coming weeks <laughs> over the holidays and next year, because we have realized we have created new friendships. We have created a new community in a way that I don't think any of us anticipated over the last four or five years. And that's right. great. And now we have the opportunity to continue to realize it in meaningful ways. And I love that as something we can build habits around and make make a priority and there's there's no better way for us to approach this coming year year four our our end of year check-in this is the That's best right. this is such a treat kimberly thank you so much this was absolutely wonderful happy holidays 
I'll see you, I'm sure, yes, sometime yes. in 2023. And, you know, I'll, you I'll be texting. I'll be texting. And have a wonderful Hanukkah with your beautiful family and do lots of really fun things with your son and build memories and make videos. Take videos. I'm telling yeah. you, I, my kids are older. They like looking at videos of themselves as little kids. So. I love it. That's a really good, that's a really yes. good one. I love it. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. My thanks once again to Kimberly for joining us for the fourth year in a row to close out the year on Explore the Space podcast. An absolute treat. She is truly one of the greats in our profession and just one of the most wonderful people you could ever hope to know. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed speaking with her and taking a chance to reflect on where we've been and where we're going. Always a meaningful thing to do and always really important. Definitely check out the archive of Explore the Space podcast, www.explorethespaceshow.com. Hit me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show, and email me, Mark at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com. It's been a big year. Take care of yourselves as we wrap up this year and take care of yourselves and those around you as we head into 2023. 2023 is going to be a huge year on Explore the Space podcast. I can't wait. We will be back soon with more great content. Until then, take care of yourselves. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2023. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.